Welcome and thank you for joining another special episode of Something New, a musical theater podcast. I'm your host, Joel B. New. This is part two of our mini-sode series leading up to the premiere recording of my song cycle, Stand Alone, which is going to happen in just a couple of weeks, you guys. I'm so excited. Uh, today's mini-sode is brought to you by Samuel Christensen Law Firm, PLLC, and by listeners like you. A PBS of me. Today's mini-sode is labeled production. Um, That means that in theory, all of the songs have been written and rehearsed, and it's time to go into the studio. And we totally did that last Sunday, the 29th. We went into Yellow Sound Lab, and uh, in about six-ish hours, we laid down uh, the uh, principal vocals of about 15 songs. It was insane! Um, I can't believe, I can't believe we pulled it off. Like I said, principal vocals... Uh, which include Bill Coyne, Hansel Tan, Marianne Torres, and Jenny Neal. And they all just really, really, really brought it. I mean, I, I knew that they would. It was just, it's one of those moments as, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking pretentiously in night, like 10 seconds. But like when you're a composer and you get to be in a studio and you get to hear people doing stuff with your work and you just get to like sit in a big leather chair it's just really cool, you guys. I just, it's its definitely, it, it, it is a highlight, for sure. And I'm so, so grateful. So Bill, Hansel, Marianne, and Jenny were there, uh, as was Billy Bustamante, our, our uh, terrific director. I saw the wheels a-turn in, and I'm really, really excited uh, to get to the post-production part of all of this. Uh, the band was phenomenal. Sam Scholl on piano, Jessica Winderbeetle on drums, Daniel Kim on guitar. Oh my god, you guys. The guitar on these recordings, I mean, the whole, the whole thing, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, it's kind of weird to gush about your own stuff to people, um, because I appreciate that my audience is very niche, and um, we're probably all actual friends in real life, um, and if we're not, I hope we will be, um, but it's just... I'm just, I'm just grinning. You can probably hear it. And uh, you just wait till you hear this band and the vocals. And um, I'm just super, super stoked to show these people off. Um, our sound engineer for the day was Matthias Winter. And he was a delight, a very calm presence, and um, kept things going. And totally got it. And um, didn't blink at all when I said, we're doing 15 songs today in six hours. And... He just nodded, and he was wonderful. I highly recommend Yellow Sound Lab, uh, Matthias Winter. Again, that was our sound engineer. Um, and it was just such a, a super fun day. I think one of the reasons we were able to get 15 songs out in six hours, we didn't, you know, we, we didn't use things like click tracks, and we didn't go in and, like, punch things in. We did a little bit of punching in, but mostly these were sung through takes. Um, that was... That was important to me not only for uh, the sake of time, but also because my original vision for uh, presenting Standalone on the podcast was to do it live and to do it in front of people and do it sung through. And so to still honor the idea of doing this uh, more or less live instead of, as opposed to looking at it as a, you know, original cast recording which would also be great, <laughs> but uh, but it was important to me to honor that that live theater thing, and so um, so for the most part, these are sung through takes, um, which makes them all the more impressive, I think. 
and uh, while we were recording songs, and when the principal singers had their um, had a break because we we did alternate between people's different songs, and everyone was there pretty much the whole day. It was a beautiful, beautiful, supportive day, uh, and it was also it was also Pride, so it was uh, it was it was pretty wonderful. I was I was very proud. Hey, it's the train. Yeah. Did you miss it? Did you miss the train? Well, did you no, not not did you miss the train, but did you have you thought about it? And while I was recording principal vocals, uh, whenever one of the singers had some downtime, Billy uh, pulled him into the hall and recorded little interviews with the cast of Standalone. They were super fun. I didn't know what he was going to ask. Um, I didn't know. I mean, I knew who was going to do it, but I didn't know that it was going to be so lovely. And it really, really is. Uh, I'm going to uh, stop blabbering in a second and just let you listen to those um, interviews in a second with Bill, Hansel, Marianne, and Jenny. And um, in the middle of those interviews, I also strewn together some some clips from the cast's favorite songs of Standalone. So you're going to get to hear a little bit of a, a preview of what you're going to hear in about two weeks, I think. Gosh, time. Where are you going? But before we get to Billy's interviews, I'll uh, just talk a little bit about next steps. Uh, we are still in the production phase, and um, you probably noticed I kept saying principal vocal work. Um, that is because uh, because this thing was happening so fast, um, at, a, at a breakneck speed, if you will, um, there wasn't there, there wasn't ample uh, time or means to uh, to teach and record all of because uh, a lot of the songs while they are mostly solos uh, a lot of the songs have group work within them and we weren't able to get to those things which is just totally fine um, <laughs> there's there's a great saying I'm sure you've as you've all heard if you want to hear God laugh or make God laugh tell him your plans. Um, but I, I would add to that, but if you really want to hear God just lose it, tell him you don't have plans. And that's the way I work in, uh, in, in my, in my writing. So, so definitely have plans, but then be totally cool when you need to modify them. Um, just be, just be flexible and be present. Uh, that is, that is my lesson that I am imparting to you, dear listeners. Um... So there's about, there's about half a dozen songs in the song cycle that have background vocals of some sort, you know, either dub, doubling the lyric or, you know, some oohs and ahs and la-la-las, things, things of that nature. And uh, we will be recording those um, with another fine quartet of people, uh, which we are still in the middle of casting. We'll be recording the secondary vocal tracks uh, on Sunday the 13th, and um, I'm pulling, uh, at the moment I'm pulling from... Uh, uh, past podcast singers just to keep it in the family and I'm really excited to to bring more voices and to bring more um, people and experiences into the piece uh, the more the merrier absolutely in the meanwhile you know starting some post-production you know mixing what I have uh, while we're still going back to the studio uh, and also starting to work with Billy on sewing the piece together all right and uh, without further ado I'm gonna get you right to Billy's interviews and I'm going to get right back to my iced coffee. From my apartment in Inwood, this is Joel B. News saying thank you for dropping by for something new. 
Hey guys, we're here with Bill Coyne. Say hey, hi, Billy. Bill. Yes. Hey, Billy. Hey, guys. We're here with Jenny Neal. Say hi, Jenny. Hi. We are here with Hansel Tan. Hi. Is it Hansel or Hansel? It's actually Hansel, uh, following the German Hansel with a, an umlaut. Ooh, big word there. Umlaut over the A, so it's Hansel. Hansel. We're here with the lovely Marianne Torres. Hello. Marianne. With a D. Don't forget the D. It makes it. It's not a typo. It ain't. It's actually there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we're here in the studio recording Stand Alone for Joel's Something New podcast. And we thought it would be fun to get to know our actors a little better. Um, Bill, when did you move to New York? Uh, I transferred to NYU. I started off at Lehigh in Pennsylvania. And after my freshman year, I transferred to NYU. So I've been here since 2005. Stellar. Yeah, yeah, good. It's almost almost ten. Not quite. Almost. Riding that nine year as long as I can until it's the ten, but yeah. You're almost a real New Yorker. Almost, almost. I'm coming up on my nine year anniversary next month. You're almost like a real New Yorker. Um, I know. Ten years and you're a real New Yorker. It's very exciting. Uh, I moved to New York right after university. Uh, It was 2010. um, On the last day of... uh, on the last week of graduation where they had to kick us out of my apartment, I surprised my parents, who came all the way from sunny Singapore, where I'm from, to watch me graduate, to say, hey, guess what, I'm not coming home, I'm going to New York, and they flipped out for a day, and the next day we had an apartment in New York City, and I've been here ever since, so it's been, what, four years now? That's awesome. 1999. That's awesome. Yeah. It was, I won't tell you what schooling it finished 1999 <laughs> I think I graduated from something I graduated from something in 1999 I bet you did <laughs> uh, this is clearly a great new example of what new musical theater is doing these days um, what's your favorite part about working on a new piece everything about it um, the very fact that it's completely uncharted territory and you as an artist are not just entrusted to bring voice to these words, but you were supposed to bring an entire body, an entire existence uh, to this art. And it, I, I feel like it's a much more dynamic process than, let's say, doing Phantom of the Opera or, you know, a really well-established Broadway show that has a regional life, such and such like that. Um, you, you get your hands much dirtier and it's much more fulfilling in that way that you really um, own a piece of the artistic puzzle, as it were. Awesome. becomes a part of you. Um, I think the freedom that you're given to make it yours. I've um, replaced in musicals before, and it's been great, but there is something about kind of contributing your point of view and your life experience to something in the creative process that's really exciting. And just, you know, I just, I remember growing up and feeling like all I wanted to do was be on original cast recordings, and it's so cool to just take, you know, those steps towards that and then creating something new. It's it's just thrilling. Yeah, I just love having something new because there's just nothing written in stone about things that you have to do to it yet. Even certain, um, certain melodic things have some fluidity to them, some flexibility occasionally, um, and I just love having that freedom to put a stamp on something or... Um, just really, really dive into the creation of a whole new beast of music. My favorite thing about a new piece and like working with an author is that, you know, you have agency in, in how it comes out. So 
you know, a writer will write a song inspired by his thoughts or his imagination or his own experience. And then when you guys are working on it together, you know, you might just say something and then he'll be like, oh, like we need to put that lyric in there. Or like, actually, can we try this? And that's like the amazing part, like how just in the mundane, like easy conversations that you have, like you never know when you can inspire somebody to shift something in their work and, and, and vice versa. Like, I, you know, I, I love working with new writers because, you know, I feel like that whole paradigm of uh, thought paradigm of like types kind of just goes away because it's just like, what is interesting and cool about this human being in front of me? Hey guys, just a reminder that today's mini-sode is brought to you by Samuel Christensen Law Firm. Uh, Samuel Christensen Law enables opportunities for top performers and emerging talents in the fields of fine art, advertising, fashion, entertainment, and more, devoting all of its energy to assisting international artists in presenting their strengths and unique assets beautifully to the USCIS. To book a consultation, please call 212-625-2522 or email info at s clawnyc.com an exclusive podcast offer if you mention the podcast when contacting the firm between now and the end of August 2014 you will receive a free 30 minute consult uh, which are regularly priced at $100 so uh, get on that Today's minisode is also brought to you by listeners like you. If you make a contribution of $15 or more, either through the PayPal link on my website or just going to PayPal and looking at my email address, which is joelbnew at gmail.com, you will receive a downloadable album version of Standalone. That way you'll have a nice, neat recording of, of the entire experience uh, split up track by track. So if you have a favorite singer or a favorite song, you can uh, loop those, put those in your uh, in your show tune playlists that I know we all have secretly. Your money goes directly toward paying my musicians, paying my actors, and um, and help covering a studio space. So thank you to Samuel Christensen Law uh, forever, and thank you to listeners like you. Let's get right back to the interviews. Um, you sing so many beautiful songs in Standalone. What would you say is your favorite? Uh, beautiful Sleeping Giant. Me too. Yeah, I think it's like, it's the most relatable one. I think we've, everybody who's moved here, who's lived in New York, can relate to that song. And there's something, yeah, it's the fact that it's it's this beautiful city, but it's kind of terrifying at the same time, but magical. And we all have very complicated relationships with New York. And I think that song really hits the nail on the head and describes those relationships beautifully. My favorite view of the city was from far, far away. It's the view that I got to admire at the start and finish of every day. She lay there and wait for me to rouse her from her slumber. She looked so peaceful, but I There is a stunning song called um, Better Than Fine. Uh, and um, I, I remember when Joel first uh, threw the song on my lap, I'm like, you got to be kidding. Uh, <laughs> cause 
Certain life events had led me to believe that this was absolutely fated. It's one of these songs that drops in the lag, oh, thank you, universe, for making a big joke out of this. But at the same time, it spoke right to my heart, and um, it feels as if the song is speaking directly to you, and the words are being minted fresh for you and by you. So yeah, that's a song to love. It's one of those mornings when I woke up on my own, breathing just to breathe, rested as can be. Before the alarm clock goes off, before I normally hit snooze, I'm guessing he isn't having a morning like this. I really like Maybe Later, um, which is a song I get to do, which is fun, um, which I know is cliche to you know, pick your own song, but... I really like it because I think it's very personal and it reveals something about Joel that might be a little dark, um, you know, and he's kind of confessing something um, that I didn't know. And I find that, you know, regardless of like how light we'd like to keep our exterior, we all have like that dark thing in our closet that we don't always share. And like, I think that, you know, it's nice to get to express that through, you know, this material. My grandfather loved to go out fishing I've never known a passion half as strong And even though his health was less than great I'd watch him gearing up with hooks, lines, and bait Then hear him invite me along But I was just a kid then And addicted to staying inside Catching fish just sounded boring I couldn't tell him that and so I lied. My total favorite is Here in Line, which I'm totally terrified of screwing up. <laughs> Just because I love it so much, it's my favorite thing ever. It's like my favorite new song I've heard. It's really great. I, I really, really enjoy that song. I walk in wanting a cafe mocha, steamed milk espresso, and chocolate syrup. I spot the menu, and now I can't decide. Should order something healthy. You know, Stand Alone is a collection of songs and stories about people either being alone, uh, wanting to not be alone, or wanting to be alone in New York City, um, which is hard to not be alone. So, what, what, what would you say is your favorite solo moment in New York? Your favorite m memory of flying solo in New York City? Oh man, I actually just had one. Over the weekend, um, I had had a really long day, and I went up to my roof, um, and the sun was setting, and I have this, I live in Astoria, and I have a great view of Manhattan, and the sun was setting, and the Empire State Building was lit up for, um, for pride, so it was lit up like a rainbow. It's pride, y'all. Yeah, and I just sat up there with a glass of wine. Because I'm a grown woman and I can do whatever I want, to quote Beyonce. Um, <laughs> we had to get Beyonce in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I will find a way to mention Beyonce. Um, and it was just so magical. I had that moment and I was like looking at the city and I was like, I'm doing this, you know, little by little. I'm, I'm making it happen. And it felt really empowering and really, really beautiful. It was great. I'm fortunate to live very near the Hudson. Where, of course, you know, if you wanted to kill yourself, you could be one of those people. But it, other than that, um, it's it's beautiful uh, over 
um, the Hudson, especially when you're looking in the, in the evening where the sun sets over Jersey. And I, I love to just, uh, you know, take a run by the Riverside Park um, and just be alone, just be yourself and just, you know, cruise up and down. <laughs> Billy, you can't laugh that way. Cruise up Happy and down. Pride. Happy Pride. <laughs> Hashtag Pride. Uh, up and down the riverside. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. To be honest, I had like had a horrible breakup and I went out to go out as a replacement on a tour. And so I came back and, you know, after going through the grieving process on my own on the tour, I came back to New York and I realized that like I'm alone, but like because of that, I'm like a blank slate and I could just do whatever the f I want now, which is the best part about being alone. <laughs> You don't have to Absolutely. incorporate anybody else. You could just kind of do whatever the f*** you want and add anybody to your party or refuse people to your party. Well, it's tough to hone in on one exact moment, but I will say, when I first moved to New York, a friend of mine who had been here just a couple months longer than me had said, you know what you got to do? You got to just get lost in the city. Just I had, I had maps and things that I wanted to see, and I'm, I'm big into food and stuff, and so I wanted to find you know the best slice of pizza and the best ice cream cone and all these things, and I want to find them which I did, but my friend had such great advice to just abandon the maps and just have a general idea of where you're going and just walk, and if you get lost, you just see what's on every street, and worst case scenario, you get a cab if you're that lost. And several, my first several months were spent kind of ambling about New York City, and I think it's the best thing because I not only know the city now like the back of my hand, but it was a pretty great New York City formative experience to just be gallivanting about, not knowing what was around the corner and making new discoveries. That's stellar. And clearly, we must have a bonus question now. Where's the best slice of pizza? Oh, gosh. Well, in my opinion, the best, number one best slice closed. It's so sad. The, the, what they say is the original, original, original Ray's used to be on 6th Avenue and 11th Street. That's bye-bye. They replaced it with some other stupid pizza. Um, <laughs> but I actually am really digging one, which I understand has been there forever, and I, it's actually new to me. It's just called Prince Street Pizza. All right. Which is on Prince Street. I find it to be delicious. So will his viewers. <laughs> Get that. Prince Street Pizza, mm -hmm. standalone, the cast recording, music and culinary advice. One stop shop. <laughs> Peace out. Later. <laughs> Special thanks to Billy Bustamante for putting those amazing interviews together and just for being an all-around uh, amazing collaborator. Special thanks as well to Bill Coyne, Hansel Tan, Marianne Torres, Jenny Neal, Sam Scholl, Jessica Winderweedle, Daniel Kim, Matthias Winter at Yellow Sound Lab, uh, Samuel Christensen Law Firm, PLLC, and listeners like you. From my apartment in Inwood, this is Joel B. New saying thank you for dropping by for something new. And we'll see you next week for the third installment of our mini-sode series, post-production. Yeah! That felt, how did that feel to you guys? It was fine. I like started yeah, yeah. to get it, and then it was like... <laughs> yeah, just make sure all those words yes. don't... Uh, Punch the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess just last...